I finally broke down and got a blowout. I was wondering. I wasn't going to ask, but I was wondering. <laughs> well, we have six meetings between today and tomorrow. I decided it was worth it. destination. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner of 19 years, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In this week's episode, we discuss how we feel now that some time has passed since our show was canceled and the brilliance of resilience. Then in a very special Take a Hike segment, we talk to our executive producer, Chuck Reed's mom, about why it's a good idea to make an anniversary out of something. We've also got a Hollywood hack about starting your own business, courtesy of Sarah's friend and robot chicken co-founder, Matt Senreich. But before we get into all of that, we have an update. Our fellow Onward Project podcast host, Chris Gillibo of Side Hustle School, has a new book out. It's called 100 Side Hustles, Unexpected Ideas for Making Extra Money. Yeah, and we have talked to Chris on this show, and the way he lays out how to get started with a side hustle on his mm-hmm. podcast is so useful, and the book is an extension of that. And, I mean, living in Los Angeles, literally everyone has a side hustle, or three, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, or ten. It's a city of side yeah. hustles. But I think today, like, so many people want to have a side hustle, make a little bit of extra money doing something that's fun for them. Yeah. Um, and Chris can really, in practical, concrete ways, help you do that. Yes. And the book also is just very pretty. Yes. So we highly recommend it. Yes, we do. Okay, Sarah, it is time for From the Treadmill Desks of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, it's The Brilliance of Resilience. Indeed. We may have mentioned on the show once or 15 times that our TV show, The Fix, is not getting a season two. And of course, when we first got this information, we were... I'm going to say really bummed. That's an understatement. Yeah, we were in a cloud of depression. Yes. Physically felt ill. Um, I'm not going to say didn't want to get out of bed because it wasn't, you know, we weren't like prone. But I was walking around kind of semi-nauseous. Yes, for sure. For days. I felt like we were in a cloud um, of that misery. would never lift. <laughs> um, but guess what? It's been about two weeks maybe more, a little more. Mm -hmm. And we're totally okay. I know. Isn't it fascinating? Like, we're absolutely fine. We couldn't be more fine. And in in many ways, we're excited. Um, So this is something that as TV writers, we have experienced before. Resilience is a part of our job. It's necessary. And it's such a learned skill. Yeah. So take heart. Anyone listening to this who might be just starting out in your career and feeling like when something bad happens, you have a hard time getting past it. Just know that as time goes on and you learn and have this sort of muscle memory of resilience, it does get easier. It truly does. Because, I mean, who doesn't fail 
Yeah, everybody fails. Every single person fails, and you can sort of treat it as a personal failure, a thing that says something about you on a deep level, mm-hmm. or just as something that happened that you now get to learn from. Yes, and it's funny, Sarah, because we say in the intro of every episode of this podcast that um, we're talking about um, the war of attrition that is life <laughs> in L.A., Yeah. Um, and if you're going to survive a war of attrition, and let's face it, it's not just L.A. The world, you know, is a war of attrition. Yes. Um, you have to be resilient. Like, that's the only way to survive. Yeah. Okay, Sarah. So good on us for um, <laughs> enjoying the brilliance of resilience, springing back. Um, what helps us be resilient? Mm, well, one thing is allowing ourselves to wallow a little bit. Yes. You have to accept something bad happened and feel bad about it. Yeah. And we did that very well. We did. We wallowed. (laughs) Oh, we wallowed. We kicked ass at wallowing. Um, And then I think once you've had a minute to wallow, Mm -hmm. um, it is good to think of new opportunities because there are always going to be new opportunities. Yes. Um, And they may be better than the your past opportunity. Well, this is, you know, one of our mottos that we sort of live by is you never know what's good news yes. unless bad news. Yes. Of course, it feels like our show getting canceled is bad news. Yes. But if we believe what we say, and we really, really do, you never know what's good news That's and what's true. bad news. Like, it could be the best thing in the world that the fix is over and we now have this time to do some other amazing thing. Yes. I mean, look, I think we'll always have a pang of regret that we didn't get another season because we would have liked to. Yeah. And season two was cool. And season two is going to be great. But that doesn't mean that something better won't take its place. Yes. Um, and another thing we're doing is taking advantage of the change. Yes. Like being active about doing things that make our lives better while we have this time, like going hiking. Yes. So if we were doing season two, we'd be at the office all day, every day, maybe looping to get in some exercise. Now, with the freedom we have in our schedule, we're having working hikes. Which is so fun. This is like a revelation. Amazing. We're also going to movies. You and I are going to some matinees. We never Mm -hmm. usually see movies unless they're kid movies. (laughs) Um, But seeing movies can be super inspirational. Yes. Um, And that's something we're doing. So it's like by enjoying the time that we have, we're like, oh, it's not so bad that season two didn't happen. Right. And like our office, for example— it is many days your gorgeous backyard. Yeah, and that's pleasant. Just like sitting by the pool, by the mm-hmm. fire pit. Yep. It's delightful. The other thing that's helpful is to think of what we won't miss. So Gretchen and I talked about this on Happier. Um, she met some people who, um, when they lost their job, had made a list of what they wouldn't miss oh, great about idea. the job because there were sort of mass layoffs at a company. Uh-huh. Um, and, I mean, there are things you and I won't miss about the fix. I mean, just the, the pressure of the deadlines, mm-hmm. the constant compromise for budget, you know, We'll be doing all those things again, right. but on a day-to-day basis, you know, we don't miss those arguments or no. the pressure of, of, like, needing to get a script out. 
That's true. You know, yes. although I look forward to having that pressure again, <laughs> yeah. I can enjoy not having it now. I think one of the things we should do over lunch today is make that list. It's going to be, a, there's, mm. it's a long list, I bet. Yes. And there are books that help with this, too. Absolutely. There are two, I think, really great books on this subject. One is Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance by Angela Duckworth. That's a book that, as a parent, I really want to read. Um, And a book that I'm reading right now, actually, is called Mindset. It's by Carol Dweck. And I think in every child development thing I've ever read anywhere, people talk about Carol Dweck, Jessica Leahy, who is a friend we know who wrote the book The Gift of Failure. She's a big Carol Dweck fan. Um, So the book Mindset is also really, really helpful. And she talks about the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. Yes. And we like to think we have a growth mindset. And that helps with resilience. It absolutely does. And the brilliance of resilience is that it gets easier every time. Yes. Because really, we couldn't have been more invested in our show. We were devastated when it got canceled. But at this point, it feels like 100 years, but it's Mm -hmm. really not. It's 19. In Hollywood, we are resilient. And that is brilliant. Yes, it is. What helps you get back up when you get knocked on your ass? When has the brilliance of resilience helped you through a challenging time? We want to hear from you. Send us an email or a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Coming up, we talk to our executive producer, Chuck Reed's mom, Micheline, about an amazing family tradition. But first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. And now it's time for Take a Hike when we discuss mental, physical, or spiritual health. And today it's mental, or let's even say emotional health. Make an anniversary out of something. Yes. Today is June 13th. It's a very special day in our producer, Chuck Reed's family. It's an anniversary that they have created out of this day. And we thought it would be fun to bring in Chuck's mom, Micheline Reed Lasky, to tell us about it. Micheline, welcome. welcome. Hi, how are you? We're so happy you're here. Yes. So am I. Now, you come from a super Hollywood family. Tell us about your mom and your uncle, who are the inspiration for today's Take a Hike. Well, they were dancers. They were a, a dance team living in New York in 1925. They were very poor. They were living alone in a little apartment and having baked beans and biscuits for dinner. They started talking about well, I wonder what we'll be having the next June 13th and down the line. They decided to write it down and uh, and keep track of it every year. 
and they actually did. So from 1925, every year since then, up until up until my mom died in 2001, they wrote down what they had for dinner and what was going on in the family. And you can be amazed at what you know about a family from writing it down one day a year. It is so cool, and it's, I love this idea. I know, and Chuck shared a bit of that journal with us. It's really extraordinary to see, like, the births and the losses and how, like, that dinner went from beans and biscuits to, you know, steak. champagne and steak. And, like, uh, tell us about sort of the evolution of their careers. Yeah, we should say their names are Hermes, Pan. Mm-hmm. and Vasso Mead, incredible names. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, tell us about how they went from being the dance, poor dancers in New York to being sort of Hollywood uh, royalty. Well, they decided to come to Hollywood because they heard that there was good work opportunities there for dancers. And Hermes got called in uh, 19, I think, 37 to uh, go to RKO and it turned out that that was flying down to Rio with Fred Astaire. Wow. And he and Fred hit it off, and they worked together from that time on up until they both died. They just, uh, wow. And Hermes looks like Fred Astaire, which yes, is interesting. Does. I looked him up on Wikipedia. They look very uh, similar. They do. They do. People used to remark about that. <laughs> and he ended up being Fred Astaire's main choreographer. Isn't that right? That's right. Yeah. And these entries just just detail such a glamorous world. Um, they would be uh, visiting the Shah of Iran in the royal palace. Yes, he um, he met the, uh, the Shams, Princess Shams, in the 1940s. And uh, he became very tight friends with her and uh, was invited to the palace every year for a vacation and That was pretty interesting, too. (laughs) He had some good stories about that. No doubt. My mother was also in the Astaire musicals. She was usually the shortest, dark-haired chorus girl. Wow. I just want to read a couple entries Mm. in the journal um, to show sort of the evolution over time. Um, I just randomly picked 1932. Living 1621 North Formosa, Hollywood. Night before, I just got back from six weeks with Ted Lewis Act. Went to a call at MGM. Snooks working in prologue at Chinese. And Snooks is... That's Hermes. Hermes, yes. It's his nickname. Went to see Marianne, roommate in act, in Andy's Packard. Met her boyfriend and others. <laughs> so that's 1932. That Ted Lewis show that she refers to was a touring vaudeville show called... Curtsy Cushman and the Garden of Glorious Girls. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Let's see. Uh, I mean, they're all amazing, yeah. honestly. 1945, Gentry Street. Busy all day with our four children. Krista sneaked in between June 13th. Snooks had dinner at O'Callahan's and brought Jim home later. Jim watched, Jim watched us get Mishy and Marianne to bed and talked of what a wonderful person Snooks is. We had lamb hash. Not expecting yet. How many can you have? <laughs> <laughs> that is so And you're the Mishy who's mentioned, yes, right? Yes, that's yes. right. When you were just tiny. Uh-huh. And what I love uh, is that you still celebrate June 13th. Well, we do now. We don't have parties anymore. Uh-huh. So we had one after my mom died, but it was pretty depressing. Yeah. And it was slow, low-key, and 
we had been used to a really rowdy time. We had great parties since about the early 1950s. But um, we will all text each other and say, happy June 13th. So everyone remembers it to this day. And this is now four generations of your family? Mm, well, yeah, actually, yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because the, the grandkids know about it, and it's great because it's kept on going all these years. Wow. Sarah, we need to come up with traditions for our family to, you know, to find a day that's special and start something. Yeah. I was thinking um, for my family, maybe the day that we met accidentally in a music class, um, Violet's donor siblings, ah, her two brothers. Yes. That might be like a fun time for us to kind of all get together once a year. Yes. That would be a good family anniversary. All right. Well, I'm going to come up with a family anniversary for us, okay. too. And then writing down what you ate. I think yes. that just, I don't know why there's just something fascinating about reading what people ate. And where you live. It's all, it's yes. all, it evokes so much. It does. And uh, she had so many addresses that she wrote down, which was great, because I want to do a, a ride one day yes. and go to all the addresses. Several of the addresses in Hollywood have been displaced by the freeways. Wow. But we have gone through parts of old Hollywood. Hollywood and seeing the old places that they used to live. Your family is just part of Hollywood history. It's amazing for those of us who came or transplants to have to talk to people who have such deep roots here. It really is. Well, Micheline, thank you so much for joining us. This is such a great idea. And we loved reading your mother's journal. Really special. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. And this is such a great idea. Listeners, do you celebrate a special anniversary? Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. We want to know what people celebrate. Coming up this week's Hollywood Hack, but first, this break. And now, Sarah, it's time for this week's Hollywood Hack. Ask for favors. Yes, this came from Matt Senreich, one of the co-founders of Robot Chicken. Um, Our kids go to school together, so I've known Matt for a couple years. He's the nicest person. And as we're starting up this podcast company, we're asking a lot of people for advice about starting successful creative businesses. Yes. So we visited Matt at his office in Burbank, which Which is is insane. So cool. They have several buildings. I can't even describe, like— what we saw because Robot Chicken does animated shows and they shoot their own animated shows. So they have... But it's stop motion animation. Yes. So like they actually build everything. It's not drawn animation. It was mind-blowing. Yeah, our jaws were on the ground because they have, they are building these miniature sets. They're making little people. They're shooting them. I mean, it's just amazing. And you didn't have to be quiet on the set, which was right. fascinating to us. Yeah, There was no bell. Yes, because people, <laughs> act, there aren't actors talking. The actors come in later. Uh, But Matt was really generous with his time and advice. And one thing he said stood out above all others. Yes. Which was, when you're starting your own company, just ask for favors. Be merciless. Because he's like, you need so much help. And the only way to really, you know, get going is to ask the people in your life who have, you know, sort of knowledge or connections that you need to ask them for favors. 
And it's hard for us, I think, as women and Midwesterners, those are (laughs) two traits that make us not want to ask for favors. But we really took what he said into account and we're determined to ask for favors. Yes. And I think ultimately it's going to really help us as we kind of tackle this this, this endeavor, endeavor, this venture. Yes. And Um, I also think what's interesting is like people ultimately like to help. Yes, they do. We have discovered that over our time here in L.A. And we like to help. So, of course, there are people who would like to help us. We should get over that hesitation. Yes, absolutely. From now on, we're all about asking for favors. Yes. And so thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Great advice. And then, Sarah, I wanted to mention a quick bonus Hollywood hack. (laughs) Couldn't make it its own hack because we've had so many selfie hacks oh that we just have a ban now on hacks involving selfies. But as a little quick bonus, Brooke, our former assistant slash former staff writer on The Fix, showed us that when you're taking a selfie, you can use a timer. And then you don't have to worry about pushing the button, um, which you can't get to if you're holding the phone up high. So that's it. There's a timer. You can do three seconds or 10 seconds. Yes. And it's very obvious. There's a clock like at the top of the screen. I feel Couldn't be more kind simple. of like a fool. I know. That I didn't see it before. I never saw it. But anyway, so that's it. Use a timer for selfies. And that is it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you to our special guest, Micheline Reed Lasky. We're so happy you gave birth to our executive producer, the amazing Chuck Reed. Thanks to everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thank you to Matt Senreich for today's Hollywood Hack. And thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. As always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Check out the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, and the new podcast from Whole30's Melissa Urban, Do the Thing. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at S. Fain and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. history from one day a year and what they, and what they were eating i mean it's fascinating yeah. well tell us because it's hermes sorry, sorry mommy yeah I, yeah i'm having a little trouble with the uh an audio thing so hold on one okay second. all right that was too adorable i have to say <laughs> mommy <laughs> <laughs> from the onward project